Brandon Lewis here. We have got seven big stories that you will not get from the left-leaning corporate media nor the rhino propaganda machine up in Nashville. Stories that are not awash and afoul with all of the nefarious influence that comes from the gargantuan conglomerates that control the media complex in Tennessee and throughout the United States of America. And if you want to get all the stories, because we can only bring you seven in the Big Seven, please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hit that subscribe button. And around 1130 every day, magically, you will be in the know, and you will know more about what's going on in your Tennessee state government than 99.9% of Republican primary voters, which is important so that when you go to vote on Election Day, you understand who has kept their campaign promises and who has lied despicably and that, that audience is going to be a lot larger than what you would think. Please do go uh, follow us, Twitter, Gab, Getter, Truth, uh, Rumble, and MeWe. If you are following us on Facebook, you will only see a very smidge of what we put out because they have turned us down and censored us, as have uh, many of the other platforms that do not believe in the First Amendment. I never thought I would live to see a time where speech was censored in America, yet here we are. Please uh, do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support if you appreciate what we do. On to the first story here. Student network training kids as young as 13 on how to protest. Maybe we should send these individuals uh, into the Tennessee public schools. Maybe maybe they could pick up reading and writing and arithmetic because kids aren't doing too well in public schools on that. Let's get right into it. Tennessee Student Solidarity Network is hosting trainings for students as young as 13, very, very essential skills to know how to protest at 13, on how to protest as they build student power throughout the state. The group hosted its first training at the Parthenon in Centennial Park on April 11th, where students practiced drills aimed to protect them from pepper spray, tear gas, or beatings from police officers. Who would send their kid to something like this? Would love to meet the parents. Bet that is a bet that is a good group of winners there. Leading the training is a Democratic Socialist Reverend. I don't know if you can do all three of those things if you read the scriptures. Who taught the students principles of militant, nonviolent civil disobedience, and who was involved in protest in Ferguson, Missouri, in 2014? Well, they left that place pretty good. Uh, you know, Ferguson, Missouri was probably a lot better uh, after the protests came there. I'm sure people that live in Ferguson who are minding their own business would say that they need more people like the uh, Democrat Socialist Reverend to come to their city. Uh, I'm just joking. It was left in a smoking ruins and heaps. Uh, he has trained thousands of students across the U.S. The group is also interested in fighting for trans rights. The network plans to host more trainings in upcoming months across the state and is calling for student leaders at high school, college, and university level. Wow, that sounds like an excellent opportunity to better yourself in an educational environment that will allow you to prosper individually. Next story, Tennessee Senate rejects conservative lawmakers' school safety bill due to his call for McNally's resignation. Last week, a bill that would have enhanced the safety for all kids in Tennessee school passed on the House floor was sweeping bipartisan support with all 93 members present on the floor that day uh, voting in favor of passage. However, according to the bill sponsor, Representative Todd Warner, who called for the resignation of Lieutenant Governor back in uh, March uh, because of his social media exploits, little hanky-panky with some uh, scantily clad uh, men 
Um, he was told by a member of the state Senate that due to his uh, confrontation of McNally, they wouldn't run it in the Senate. After consistent lack of action on the bill in the Senate Education Committee, it was general subbed on March 29th, meaning it had no intention of dealing with the legislation during the session that just concluded on Friday. Now, here's the thing. Whenever something happens in the Senate or anything happens in the House, and either McNally or Sexton try to distance themselves from it as if they don't know anything about it, aren't meddling or involved in it, it is, it is just a, a bald-faced lie. Nobody breaks wind, goes to the bathroom without a permission slip from McNally or Sexton. That's how it works. That's how it works. And so when you see legislation roll through or not roll through the House or Senate, for the most part, it's got these two gentlemen's fingerprints on it. House Bill 889 aimed to require a school official or teacher who observes or otherwise has knowledge of an assault and battery or vandalism endangering life health safety committed by a student on school property to report the action immediately to the school principal and the director of schools uh, instead of reporting only to the school principal. Currently, law uh, requires that the principal of the school be informed of any possible threats or acts of vandalism. The reason this is important is because while the principal has authority over the school, the director or superintendent of that district has broader authority to move quickly to address safety issues. Next story. Guys, listen. Do go to Mill Creek View podcast. There are so few people in Tennessee that are interviewing, talking about the movers and shakers in state government, and Steve is one of them. Now, you'll also get a, a smattering and a flavor for other national opinion makers, something that I don't do as much of here. In recent episodes, uh, he has Mike uh, Herbert, the former COO of Parlor. Uh, Mike and I have exchanged a few emails and had a few conversations over the phone. Uh, 99.7 Super Talk radio commentator Matt Murphy and rodeo champion Cole Walker. Now listen, guys, you need to know what's going on in the volunteer state. This is one of the few uh, other resources that you can go to and hear the opinions and opinings of Tennessee politicians and other newsmakers. Uh, look for Mill Creek View podcast and Look for Mill Creek View Tennessee. Make sure that Tennessee part is on there on Rumble and Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. We have very few people that are reporting the news in Tennessee, and uh, Steve does a good job of it. So please go listen to his podcast. Next story. And I've been saying this myself. Republicans demand release of Covenant Shooters Manifesto before the special session. Now listen. Lee's calling for this special session without having all of the facts. It is his knee-jerk, country-club Republican uh, corporatist uh, instincts, right? We saw all this play out in the pandemic. All of his campaign promises that, that Lee made, he, he's kept, like, uh, of the ten, he's kept maybe one and a half of them. Can't be trusted. Uh, if a man tells you he's going to do something and he doesn't even try, or worse yet, does the opposite, you can't expect much going forward. So I, my expectations are so abysmally low for Lee that if and when he does anything worth a hoot, I'm just surprised and happy, you know, happy. So let's get right into it. Key Republicans are calling for Metro National Authorities to release documents written by the Covenant school shooter saying that it is critical to know the motive behind the murders before a special session on gun law reform is held. Now listen, I have said that had this been uh, a white, middle-aged male Republican who had done this, the manifesto would be out in the open within hours. It'd either be officially released to support the narrative, or it would have been leaked. So we know that there is something counter to the narrative in all of this, or we would see it. This is a common uh, 
strategy of both the deep state law enforcement, FBI, etc., and your corporate media outlets, when something like this happens, to withhold information so that the corporate media and the Democrats can concoct this narrative over a series of weeks or months so that the public believes that what they have said or what they're pushing for is true. And then as public interest uh, goes away and as people forget, and God knows we forget quickly, then the actual evidence or the trial or whatever's going to happen comes forth. And very often that information and that evidence does not support the narrative that you have been um, assailed with for weeks or months on end. But guess what? When the evidence actually comes out, there might be a little bit of reporting, if any, and then they move on to the next thing. It's about creating an impression. It's not about telling the truth. Back to the story. Senator Todd Gardenhire, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, recently filed a public records request with the Metro Nashville Police seeking the manifesto and journals left by Covenant School Shooter. Good for Todd. Todd surprised me a lot this session given his record previously. Gardenhire, we don't agree on everything, but he's doing a hell of a lot better than he was. Gardenhire said Governor Bill Lee should know better than to rush a special session under these circumstances. The governor did not give a time frame for the special session, though sometime mid-May is expected. I'm sure these people, I'm sure these Republicans would love, love, love to be dragged back up uh, to Nashville after all the shenanigans they've had to endure uh, to let Bill Lee push something that his Republican primary voters absolutely hate. But guess what? Bill Lee's a lame duck. But the rest of these senators and reps, many of whom want to run for re-election, certainly don't want that kind of vote hanging on their uh, record. Back to the story, Garden Hire notes, the documents will be instrumental in writing new gun laws regarding school safety, and they will be used for research, not commercial purposes. Metro National Police rejected his request, saying those items remain relevant to an open criminal investigation and are considered an exception to the State Public Record Act. Gardenhire argues that refusing to make records public contributes to conspiracy theories surrounding and puts the legislature in danger of considering legislation just to, quote, do something. Do something is never a good idea. Do something effective. Do something that makes sense. Do something that will change something. Not do something that will take away uh, the law-abiding citizens' rights uh, uh, related to the Second Amendment in Tennessee but something that will not do anything to actually stop murders and deaths. Gardenhire questioned uh, Metro Nashville Police uh, decision to keep the manifesto secret and said, what, what do they mean by ongoing criminal investigation? The girl is dead. Are they going to exhume her and find her guilty or are the other people involved in this thing? The information needs to be disclosed to put rumors to rest, he said, adding, until then, Governor Lee is helping to rush into some kind of special session, not knowing the facts and not releasing the facts. Amen. Next story. Lawmakers could have stopped gender-affirming treatments for minors back in 2022, and in fact, even in 2021. Folks across the country have been discussing Tennessee's recent ban on gender mutilation surgery for minors in the state, which will go into effect July 1st. But what uh, they might not know is that similar legislation was actually killed by rhinos in the legislature just last year. Tennessee lawmakers had the opportunity to stop these treatments and surgeries as early as July 2022, but chose to put it off during the state's previous legislative session. Conservative lawmakers Senator uh, Janice Bowling and Representative John Reagan brought legislation known as the Youth Health Protection Act. And, of course, the rhinos acted as if Janice had lost her mind and if John Reagan had lost her mind and this is not an issue and this isn't happening. 
That's exactly how that went down. And the corporate medical interests who, if they can make a dollar chopping off the body parts of young kids and their very disturbed parents, buddy, they will do it. They'll do it in a heartbeat. If it's green, if it's green, we're for it. That's what the medical establishment says. And they wonder why there's so little trust after the past three years in the medical establishment. Just a few months later, in September 2022, the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh and his team provided a disconcerting peek into Vanderbilt Medical University's practices involving minors. Senator Bowling and Representative Reagan may not have known about Vanderbilt's uh, practices specifically, but this was likely the type of thing they'd hope, been hoping to get ahead of. Now, the Republicans are not very good in Nashville about getting ahead of anything. They like the damage to be done for years, and then for an uproar and maybe even some uh, public shaming to happen before they grudgingly go against the corporate paymasters that fill the coffers of leadership. In November of 2022, the Youth Health Protection Act was filed once again but was backburnered in favor of similar legislation by Senate Republican leader Jack Johnson. So the people in leadership that wouldn't support or get behind this bill, instead of stepping back and doing the right thing and handing the reins to the people who have already been working on this, they got to shuffle up into the limelight and say, look at me doing something now that there's some attention to be gained from it. House Representative uh, William Lambert, which quickly rushed through the legislative process and was signed by Governor Bill Lee, uh, Bowling and Reagan's bill had a couple of aspects not included in the bill, which passed, including the prohibition of health officials from providing physical or mental health info to a minor from the parents. It also offered whistleblower protection for those witnesses of violations of Tennessee law. We'll do what's right as long as somebody's looking. Guys, help support our work. Somebody else is not going to do it. But about 95% of our subscribers and listeners think that they will, which is why and how we get into a position where we are outnumbered 80 to 1 in the volunteer state as it relates to conservative news outlets versus the corporately funded ones. Why don't we have more conservative news outlets, Brandon? I'm such a good patriot. I'm on social media all day. Well, what have you done in the last 30 or 60 days to actually help? For the most part, about all you can do to help us is to write a check and send it to the Tennessee Conservative at 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. Those of you who do that know who you are, and I am exceptionally and extremely thankful. Today, I got in. I'm actually recording this on Thursday, not Friday. I've got things going on at the house tomorrow, which I'll talk to you about at the end of the show, because I know that's the only reason any of you listen. And um, so I'm doing it a day early. I'm hoping now that the legislative session is out that nothing's going to sneak in tomorrow that'll make me feel foolish for having done this without including the story. So no news, no news should be made tomorrow. Closed circuit transmission to all newsmakers. But I got checks. I came in. There's like checks. People mail checks. I'm so excited. Uh, we need it. Our, our poor little bank account stays at the same level all the time. It doesn't go up and it doesn't go down. <laughs> and I don't take any money out of it. So if I can do this for free, you can definitely pay a little bit and chip in. Your monthly support really helps. Or you can go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. And if you give any amount, you'll get this bumper sticker that says, Stop feeding the rhinos, please. Stop feeding the rhinos. This is really the fault of the corporations and the special interests that feed the rhinos in our state because God knows it is not the individuals back in their district because we know that from the Follow the Money report. And then we have a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. Now, in all honesty, most people that have moved here from California uh, could have moved anywhere, and many of them are motivated almost exclusively by the fact that we're on the outside looking in. 
maybe not so much on the inside looking out, a conservative state, and they tend to be more conservative uh, and give more proportionally than native Tennesseans who are conservative, and they tend to take more action. That's what I've discovered. But we don't want to have the California politics come to Tennessee, and we will send you this updated uh, directory of all your state and local officials that are in the House and Senate. And we did lose one, Scotty Campbell. We're going to have to replace him. He was uh, getting a little frisky, getting a little frisky uh, with an intern. Good grief. And uh, old Sexton helped to uh, cover that up and silence it, uh, which is very interesting. And we're going to be doing an interview about that uh, as soon as I get through the Big Seven here. So stand by for news on that. Uh, if you get $50 or more, $50 or more, or a $10 recurring donation or more. Come on, guys, $10? In Joe Biden's economy, what are you going to get for $10? Nothing. Nothing this good. We will send you this Stop Feeding the Rhinos tumbler. This is a brand new one. This is a brand new one. This is something that you could probably carry around if you wanted to in all circles, and only the conservatives will even know what a rhino is. Most people will come up and say, hey, did you know this is misspelled, or is this from your local zoo? What is this? They won't know, but the conservatives will. And we will also send you this Proud Tennessee conservative koozie man i put a uh, cold beer in one of these uh about five weeks ago and set it out in the sun and it is still as cold as a block of ice if you believe that please do give uh to tennessee conservative news we need your help ain't nobody else gonna do it it's up to you next story here we go <laughs> Patient's Bill of Right unable to make it across the finish line for a second year in a row. Now listen, you don't think these large corporate uh, hospitals that uh, give all these money to these politicians and send all their lobbyists up there and get all this government subsidies could be behind this? You don't think for a moment that perhaps leadership in the House and the Senate are keeping this from moving forward because they're more worried about the lobbyists bringing those checks than actually doing what constituents would prefer them to do? back in their districts, perished the thought. For the second year in a row, a patient's Bill of Rights was unable to make it across the finish line in Tennessee. The bill's intended purpose was to ensure that patients' rights are adequately acknowledged in hospitals and healthcare facilities across the state. The bill would guarantee patients would be allowed visits by family. Now, legislators can't get behind that. A dying person? No, we got to do what we did during COVID. Let them sit there. Let them spend their last few days separated from their loved ones and let their loved ones be separated from the one they love because that's probably in the best interest of, oh, everybody, right? Couldn't do that. Allowed visits by family members and others who are able to advocate for them in the event they're unable to adequately communicate their wishes themselves. Well, why would you want to do that? They just need to clear a bed. Get another bed in there. Get another copay going. We spoke... To the bill sponsor, Representative Todd Warner, who indicated that he and Senator Mark Pody chose not to run the bill this session because they had some additional work they wanted to do in order to make it through the committee process. Warner uh, conveyed his disappointment on how difficult it, what it seems to get Republican bills through committees uh, are nearly entirely made up of a Republican supermajority. With that in mind, he continued, if the bills we propose are good and conservative bills, we should always be sending them through the committee. And if you want to vote them down, go ahead and do it on the House floor. Amen. He further stated that the reason they would uh, kill them in committee is because the bills make it to the floor. They receive more attention, and killing them is more difficult than when you do it in silence. And that is one reason. People hate our news publication with a passion and why you should support it. Nobody else reports on the committee process. Reporting on the uh, House floor votes is like, it's pointless. Not, it's not completely pointless, but it's damn near pointless. 
Everything that happens that really matters happens in the committee process, and that's why they love voice votes in the House so that people can uh, avoid the ire of having reported uh, their terrible rhino corporate votes. Just stand, stand by your position and don't try to weasel and waffle and lie, okay? He further stated uh, that they find themselves having to explain to their constituents why a Republican would vote against a clearly conservative piece of legislation. We know this, Mr. Warner. We know this. Next story. School choice legislation to expand Tennessee's education savings account pilot program in two additional counties hit the last-minute snag as lawmakers sought to wrap up the legislative session. House Bill 0433, sponsored by Representative Mark White, who I just can't believe he's even supporting this. It's amazing turnabout for the man. And Senator uh, Todd Gardenhire, another turnabout. Uh, passed on the Senate floor back in February with the 26th vote. The version of that bill uh, added only Hamilton County to the state's ESA program. However, with a 57-35 to 35 vote, uh, the Senate refused to concur with the House and amended that Knox County uh, would not be in it the following day. The House conceded uh, and removed the amendment, adding Knox. The bill will include only Hamilton County in concurrence with uh, what the Senate passed, 57-27, to 27, with five Republicans present but not voting. How cowardly. If you're present, freaking vote. Republican representatives Rush Bricken, John Crawford, Tandy Darby, Jerome Moon, and Kevin Raper declined to cast a vote on the matter. John Crawford, guy that voted to let Democrats vote in Republican primary. Uh, the rest of these guys don't have the best voting records either. Republicans voting against expanding school choice to Hamilton County were Dale Carr, same guy that wants more illegal aliens to come. He tried to make it that process easier, nice. David Hawk. Todd Warner, I'm surprised by that Tom Warner boat. Uh, Sam Whitson, the architect of the uh, censorship bill that was going to make anything and everything illegal. You couldn't have any free speech, talk about anybody or any legislation or mention their face, or they would try to turn you into a political action committee. Sam Whitson, I think he's going to have a hard time back in his uh, uh, election primary in the Franklin County, Williamson, or is it Williamson County? Williamson County area. And then Speaker Cameron Sexton voted against school choice, which is very odd. A very odd thing for Cameron Sexton, the Speaker of the House, to vote against school choice when his child attends a public school in Nashville, not where he's supposed to live in Crossville. You know, typically your kids attend school where you live. Common, commonplace. Your kids don't attend school where you don't live. And the thing that bothers me is Cameron Sexton, if he's against school choice, then why isn't he against it for his own kid? Don't know. Why doesn't Cameron Sexton, if he's, you know, hell-bent on keeping kids in these failing schools, why doesn't he send his child to whatever school they're zoned for in Nashville, or better yet, back in Crossville? A lot of heat being brought on Sexton. Amazing. Hypocrisy. Next story. Good news segment. I guess. This is the type of good news that we get. The meaningless good news. <laughs> the uh, ceremonial and symbolic good news that you can always count on with Bill Lee. On April 25th, 2023, Governor Lee signed legislation proposed by the conservative representative Clay Doggett, who I do like, 
uh, that officially adds the phrase send me as an additional state motto for the volunteer state. Doggett revealed that the idea of the bill came to him from a school teacher from Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, who's one of his constituents. Doggett gave some background information on the bill, stating that in 18 or 1987, the 95th General Assembly adopted a motto of the state uh, as agricultural uh, uh, as agriculture and commerce that the current motto uh, does not fully capture the spirit of Tennessee. Doggett said, Time and time again, over the 246 years of our state's glorious history, Tennesseans have been willing to go forth to help their neighbors near and far in times of war and times of natural disaster. It is that willingness to serve others that has earned Tennessee the nickname of the Volunteers. Doggett said, In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, we can read, And I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. The piece of scripture shows how God wants willing volunteers in his service. Doggett said, he said that when God calls for volunteers, Isaiah did not hesitate. Uh, this is the spirit of Tennessee, Doggett said. So uh, Bill received unanimous approval from Republicans and Democrats, and it went through without a hitch. All right, guys, that's it. Those are the seven big stories. Legislature is out of session. So as you tune in to uh, Big Seven Reports moving forward, we're going to talk about cats stuck in trees, maybe some automobile accidents, maybe some bad weather. No, I'm just joking. We're still going to find good stories to bring to you. But we need a rest at the Old Tennessee Conservative because it is rough uh, reporting on what goes on in the session because, I, like you, I got a job. I run a coaching business that has nothing to do with politics whatsoever. And so I sit down to do my work in my little small business, and then I will get an email or a text message or a phone call that primarily that the rhinos who represent themselves as conservatives but who are not at all are trying to do something to kill a good bill, to pass a bad bill, and then we have got to hurriedly get the information to you, and it just wrecks my day. And I'm so glad that they're not in session for that particular reason. And it also happens, coincidentally, right in the middle of my busiest time of year in my other business. Both the Tennessee Conservative and the Academy for Professional Painting Contractors have this overlap where everything happens in the winter, pretty much, the winter and the early spring. I wish one of them happened at one time of year and the other happened at the other time of year, but that's just not how it panned out. So, what's going on this weekend? Because I know that's what you care about. So I am recording this on a Thursday instead of a Friday, which I think also helps Jason Vaughn, and maybe we'll start recording these on Thursdays uh, anyway, uh, because I've got some friends of mine uh, that are fraternity brothers. We did not go to the same uh, college, and they are, three of them are in their 70s, maybe early 80s, and uh, then a, a younger, some two fraternity brothers that are younger than me, so I'm kind of like in the middle a little bit, toward the younger middle and we're going to get together at my house uh, to eat, and everybody's bringing a bottle of wine um, that they think the group might like, and we're going to sample some stuff and hang out and just fellowship. So that's why I'm going to uh, be working from home tomorrow and not in our illustrious studios here off Rossville Boulevard, uh, where the hobos and the, uh, the urban campers and the drug peddlers, uh, you know, saunter past. Uh, <laughs> at a leisurely pace in front of my parking lot where many nefarious activities apparently happen uh, based upon the evidence left the next day, especially over the weekend. 
So I'm not going to be there. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. And I think that uh, my wife has got a women's conference of some sort to go to at the church. So it will be me and the Wee Tots Friday night and then me and the Wee Tots Saturday. I'm going to clean out my garage. We've moved in such a helter-skelter fashion that we've just left everything almost exclusively piled in the garage untouched past a certain point. And we've got all the big projects are kind of done. I'm trying to get out of this warehouse. So i got to go in there and like start shuffling some stuff and putting the things that actually need to be stored. And then we'll put some calendar time on to actually hopefully get rid of some junk that we don't need. Because in my opinion, if it's set there since last August, we probably don't need it. Uh, my wife and I are of differing opinions on that. Uh, and then I'm going to go to church on Saturday night so I can have Sunday to just do whatever. I'm hoping the weather is nice. I've not checked it. I'd like to go on a hiking trip or something. Get outside. I feel my best when I'm out of doors. I actually got to schedule a few camping trips. So there may be uh, a day in the distant future, a week, that you will not get the Big 7 from me, for I will be out in the uh, hills and the hollers of Tennessee in the Teleco Plains area, which is beautiful, by the way. All right, guys, I believe that's all I got for you. I've enjoyed uh, this visit with you, as always. Thank you for your uh, letters of encouragement. Thank you for your uh, monetary support. Thank you for your prayers. I am going to try to make uh, a West Tennessee run, and I've got a few events that I'm going to be speaking at, about four or five this summer, which cuts into my camping time. I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I think that I'm going to do a couple more, and then that's going to be it for the year. Uh, and, of course, we've got our Tennessee Freedom Summit that will be on July 21st and 22nd, and i got to work on that. It's like just when I get out of my work, this thing that doesn't pay me any money, I go work on. Okay, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours working on something that does not contribute a dollar to the Lewis budget. So out of a, an abundance of guilt, you should at least send me something. <laughs> so one day, maybe, one day, maybe, I could even take uh, a paycheck. Uh, from some of this, but if not, that is just simply what it will be. Guys, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for coming out to see me when I do get out and about. Thank you for your words of encouragement and support uh, and for everything that you do. Uh, it is so few of us pay attention, but the few that do pay attention are able to put just enough pressure on lawmakers to occasionally, although infrequently, keep them honest and to keep the worst of things from happening and occasionally pushing something that really needs to be done and should have been done years ago across the finish line. And without, your audi without you as an audience, without your attention to this stuff, it would never happen. If I was just in here talking to myself, it wouldn't make a bit of difference. But the fact that I have some people listening and that you do reach out and you're engaged is what makes a difference. And I appreciate it. Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Update. Share it on social media everywhere you can. I want to see the retweets through the roof. Uh, put it in the Facebook groups. What few will see it. And anywhere else that you're like, people don't know what's going on in their state government. Brandon Lewis brings us the details. He tells us the truth, even when it hurts, even when it's friendly fire. Not so friendly fire, I guess. So please do share this. Brandon, again, with the Tennessee Conservative News, hit the five-star review. Like us wherever you get the podcast. We need all the help we can get, and I know you are the person to do it. I appreciate you very much. Take care. Have a great weekend.